My name is Nathan Kolopek. I am Matthew Morkin. And this is the Veritas Equipping Podcast. Our goal is, especially during this time, to equip you to live out your faith and love Jesus well. So it's summertime around here. Uh, It's going to be 90 degrees today. And Matthew, I want to pick your brain on like topics uniquely dealing with the summer, especially discipleship, loving Jesus, glorifying God when it comes to summer. Because here's what, here's what I'm feeling. I think a lot of us, I'm thinking connection group leaders, I'm thinking folks in community, we can feel like summer is almost like a pause from our faith maybe. Like we, we never actually say that, but just as guys who've been around church for a while, we know connection group attendance is down, church attendance is down, people are on vacation, and that's not inherently wrong, right? But today I want to have a conversation about how do you like enjoy God and glorify God through the summer, knowing that summer is a different pace, knowing there's different activities, things like that. Does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds great. Okay. Matthew, what do you like to do during the summer? What's your summer like? My summer is, you know, a lot of cycling. I'm a cyclist, and so what I love to do is Those get biker out shorts, my bike. Man. Yep. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> But love to go out and ride the trails. Cedar Rapids has some beautiful trails, along with some beautiful highways. Um, and riding by myself, riding as a family, riding with friends is just a great time. Okay, but give people more perspective. Like, are you like a casual biker or like how many miles a week in a good summer are you putting on there? Yeah, I'm probably beyond casual. I'm not a racer like so many people are, but I do enjoy getting about 150 miles a week, shoot for about three to 5,000 miles a year. Uh, so I like to ride a lot. So I'm not a cyclist. That sounds like a lot to me. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever taken any big bicycle or cycling trips? I keep using the wrong terms because I'm obviously not a woke cyclist, but um, have you taken large trips? Like Again, give me more context for your, your love for cycling. I started cycling in 2012, actually. If you want the full story, I was just struggling with some depression and was seeking biblical counseling. And at one point, we had talked about prayer. We talked about being in the Word. And that was so valuable to me. And then the challenge was like, what are you doing physically and for your own mental and spiritual health? And I was encouraged to consider getting my heart rate up regularly exercising and uh, I had a friend swing by my church and he had this really fancy schmancy bike and I hadn't ridden since I was 15 and on an old mountain bike that didn't shift and all this stuff and so I said hey can I take your bike around the parking lot and I did and I was just absolutely blown away by how cycling felt and the speed and the wind and so I got caught on that and then it just kind of devolved into hundreds of miles a week and um, so I've had the opportunity to ride several states and uh, really loved it seeing the state at a different pace and it's amazing how South Dakota you start on the west side by Wyoming and you have these mountains not mountains but large large hills right and then you come through very vast plains and just seeing the different you just see it's just different it's a different pace okay is cycling opposed your spiritual life because when you're on the bike you're not reading your bible right like maybe you're praying maybe you're not you're certainly not like in connection group or something like that so maybe some tension people are feeling is like man is that opposed to this spiritual stuff i should be doing i've felt that tension a lot i mean there's the reality of my family there's reality of my spiritual life and 
biking is can be a group activity. It's also difficult to be a group activity when you're riding and trying to be single file and you're trying to follow the laws of the land, uh, which more of us should do. But anyways, um, but trying to do all that stuff, yeah, that's something that I wrestle with a lot. And I really implemented a personal thing for me. I mean, when I'm cycling and doing it, trying to do it for a greater purpose. Kind of my life verses, like, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Wait, wait, wait. Slow down. Say that for me one more time. Because I've heard you say that, but it's so natural to you that it rolls off your tongue. Give me the reference and say that slowly for me one more time. Colossians 3.17. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And I've been on pursuit because I, you know, I spend, I can spend an hour, an hour and a half on a bike regularly, daily almost. I'm the type of guy on a Saturday I could go and do a hundred miles and be back six, eight hours later and hardly bat an eye at it. And just trying like, is this wasted? And that's a lot of time to waste and mm-hmm. wrestle with. Mm-hmm. And so just taking steps to like use that for the glory of God to enjoy his creation has in my life been, I've tried to make that very intentional. So yeah, that versus whatever you do. So does that mean that there are some things that are like sacred and some things that are secular? You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, summertime is my vacation opposed to my spiritual life. No, and that's one thing I think we need to wrestle with as evangelicals is the separation of the spiritual from the physical. And the reality is, like, I when I go out and I see the vastness of some of the plains or the mountains of North Carolina via bike, I can worship the creation and I'm, it's going to come up empty because if I worship the mountains, I'm going to get to the plains. If I worship the plains, I'm going to get to the mountains. If I worship the beach, I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to be destroyed. And in the ocean, something. baby, let's go. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, right, yeah. But like... Trying to look at look at the trees. The decree, trees are declaring the glory of God. If like Michael referenced in the other message the other day, if we don't worship, the rocks are going to cry out. And mm-hmm. sometimes when I ride through creation, I look and I'm like, man, are these rocks crying out? Because they look awesome, and mm-hmm. I know they're not awesome for rocks' sake. They're mm-hmm. awesome for God's sake. Their Creator, you know. Yeah. And so you just see that out there and trying to you know worship through that too and Mm -hmm. there's a whole other aspect man when you look at the physical body the fact that there's a little thing in your ear that helps you balance (laughs) like that's a god thing and it just blows my mind i've thought about this a lot and it just blows your mind the giftings and how muscles work and it's fascinating it should blow our minds if we stop to think about how crazy it is but i I can get so in the in the hurry and the pushing forward or even the expectation of resting that I can lose that. So I really struggle to slow down. I struggle to take time to exercise and those things. My wife and I went on a vacation and I like, it's kind of a joke around the office and it's kind of not a joke that I had an existential crisis on the beach because literally I'm sitting, we're like, celebrating that she graduated and got a degree. We're sitting at this resort. She wasn't feeling good. She was back at the hotel room and I'm sitting on the beach and I'm going like, what am I doing? I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting my life because I, I'm not accomplishing. I'm not doing, I'm not whatever. And it, it took me to some really dark places. Like this is me as one of your, one of your leaders. I'm on staff here, like confessing to you, whoever's listening that man, resting and slowing down can be really hard because there's something that I'm not getting about that verse, Colossians 3.17, right? Whatever you do, I can actually rest on the beach 
in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Or I can build up expectation that this is supposed to be something that it, it can never be, right? Where, where do you feel like it's most common for people to struggle? Maybe, maybe if there are two ditches, right? Where do people struggle when it comes to resting or th- this kind of summertime tension we're feeling? Well, I think the blanket thing is with the resting part. I think sometimes in the summer, folks, we take too much off. Sure. Faith isn't something that takes a break. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, you think it's kind of cliche and maybe childish to say, but God doesn't take a nap. You know, God doesn't <laughs> take Labor Day off. You yeah. know, God is at work. God is sustaining. God yeah. is giving life. God is being gracious to us all the time. You know, I remember as a youth pastor uh, up north, People telling me like, hey, like we just don't do church between Memorial Day and Labor Day. And that's like, that's, that's <laughs> devastating yeah. like for your soul, you know. And I mean, I think when we really think about it, you know, we might say, you know, I, I missed a couple days reading, my, reading the scriptures. And sometimes when I think about missing a couple days, if I really think about it. It's actually two weeks, mm. you know, and mm. so really like taking time off of your faith and faith sustains you, whether yeah. it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's warm, whether it's cold, whether it's rainy, whether it's snowy, taking time off of that. And I think another ditch is um, what I wrestle with, too, is is cycling sustaining me, mm. you know, cycling cannot sustain me. And, you know, I'll go through a time of year, especially, you know, you ramp up in the springtime. And then towards July, after cycling so often, I'll get pretty stinking grouchy on days where I'm anticipating a ride. I'm mm. looking forward to a ride. I'll get an adrenaline dump. And then, like, I won't be able to ride because sure. of a rain or wind or something along yeah. those lines. And then I'll just be grouchy and my wife will want me to just <laughs> get, get out of the, the other house. room. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. so we've talked a little bit about cycling. What do you like to do? What's your hobby for summertime? Oh, dude, I am such a uh, poser sailor. Yeah. I love sailing. Man, it's an activity where... Maybe if you're listening to this in Iowa, you're like, dude, what are you talking about? But How do you sail? Yeah, yeah. Um, I know there's wind. <laughs> Where's there water? Yes, there's not enough around here. But yeah, I joined the U of I Sailing Club. I, I had sailed before that a few times. And it's one of those activities that forces me to be really present. And at the same time, like, so so I'm not thinking about other things. Like, I'm, I'm not overanalyzing, right? That I can get paralysis by analysis in life sometimes Mm -hmm. so sitting on the beach is rough for me because i'm just sitting thinking and i get lost in some some ruts but when i'm sailing i'm using my body i'm engaging with with nature and i find myself actually enjoying god through that like there are times where i'm genuinely just giddy when the wind is howling and i'm like i feel small in a really good way and feel like god is really big but I'm not good at resting. Like, I I think there's some of us that look forward too much to the weekend or summer vacation Mm -hmm. as if the rest of life was kind of a burden we're looking to shed a couple times a year. Mm -hmm. And the other side of us don't look forward enough to slowing down and changing rhythm, Mm -hmm. right? Like God built into the rhythm of creation before the fall a day to rest. This is maybe a tangent. So we did a short series in Salt Company maybe a couple springs ago going through the storyline of the Bible and I preached through Genesis 1 and there's this beautiful parallel between days 1 through 3 and 4 through 6 right God creates the form and he fills the form so he creates the water and the air and then he fills them um, with birds and, and fish and things like that but the seventh day the form is holiness the form the form is he says it's holy set apart 
he doesn't create anything else to fill it because he himself is the one that fills it. Mm-hmm. There's no day eight because God is the Holy One, mm-hmm. but he created us to enter in and enjoy him. There's not something else there, right? Mm-hmm. And we can use creation and nature. Romans 1 says like God's attributes are on display through nature. Mm-hmm. That's why we tend to come more alive in those things. Mm-hmm. So rest is more than, like it's not wrong to watch Netflix, but true rest is more than just a Netflix black hole that you get into and mm-hmm. you know realize it's too late or you spend your whole Saturday doing that. I think my crux with resting and like, you know, we're talking about resting Sabbathing is fighting for, you know, like cycling for me isn't necessarily resting. Um, it's an, a, an enjoyment of God's creation sure. for me. I come back and I'm generally exhausted or my legs hurt or something along those lines. But like the ability to rest, because that's one of the tensions that really can, I wrestle with this so much. I can't even put it into words how much I wrestle with this, but trying to like, lay down for an hour or take a nap or just trying to read for a period of time because I, w- I want to go do this and I want to go do that. And it's really a challenge, you know, in ministry work of could God take care of this without me? I right. mean, yeah. it's a challenge to my ego, my pride, and then just my desire for my own comfort. Like I would be comfortable out on a bike. I don't want to rest. Yeah. And that's a challenge to make core. There, there is that old maxim, though, if you work with your mind, rest with your hands. If you work with your hands, rest with your mind. So as we're engaging with our minds and with people, it might actually be more resting and refreshing for you to be out on a bike. Like that might actually be recharging in a way that reading a book might not be, right? Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, yeah, again, if you work with your hands, rest with your mind. For those of you listening, I mean, if you're working in a trade or something like that where you're engaging with your hands all day, it might be more restful for you to read a book and try it. But again, going back to Colossians 3.17, whatever you do, finding those things, finding the tools to help you rest in word or deed, those are kind of both categories there. Do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Or um, 1 Corinthians, what is it? Um, 1031. 1031. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do, do it all for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. Okay, one kind of last thing. I think we're running close to the end of our time here. We talked a little bit about church attendance dropping during the summer, connection group attendance dropping through through the summer. What's the bigger why behind why people should want to come to church beyond just because they should? Give me a bigger picture for this, a picture that's bigger than just vacation. I'm not saying it's wrong for people to miss a Sunday, right? But What's the why that motivates us coming? Like, why should I want to be there even more than sitting on a beach? Well, I think it, I would say it comes back to God himself. Like when you're sitting on a beach and you're watching the waves and you're considering the, I was just at a beach, right? And there's millions, if not billions of particles of seashells and Psalms 104 says he feeds them. And when he takes his hands away, they go to the ground and die. So like you have the opportunity to sit on a beach and just see God's creation at work the photosynthesis and evaporation and all those mega structures of life that God has prepared and God sustains, well, you can go and be in community and you can just flat out worship him, Mm -hmm. like worship. I think the gathering of the church might be less about just hanging out and yay church and more about like, man, I have seen God at work all week. I've seen him in the trees. I've seen him in my children. I have seen him in even my relationships. I've seen him at work and just, wow, I just got to get someplace and I got to celebrate God. Yeah. Celebrate God. And so you have the opportunity of celebrating God. Like you can go to your creator. There's not a tree in the way. There's, you've, you've seen him at work. You don't worship the tree, you know, right? You've, but you're like, man, the tree has pointed to the glory of God. 
the grass has pointed to the glory of God. The flowers along the trail have pointed to the glory of God. And now you can just go and celebrate. You've been in the word, I hope, and you can just go and pour out celebration, um, be shaped and directed perhaps for the next week and be sent out on mission once again to glorify God in everything that you do. I mean, what would you say is the point of that gathering? Yeah, I mean, God himself, you're, you're exactly right in that. And there are ways that we see our participation, not just as individual, I get to get this product from God or from the church, but we're part of a family, we're part of a body, we're part of a yes. people. Amen. And so we actually become more of who we are when we get together. Yeah. And we're more free to then go out and be, to enjoy God in the places that he's put us. And so I think church is a beautiful thing. I know it's not always easy to get the kids ready in the morning or to, to get yourself there if you're struggling with, with different things, whatever. But you being present with the body matters because we need you too, you right, know? exactly. And, and again, it's not just a what can I get from church this week, but it's how can I participate in this body giving honor to God the way he deserves? And that actually fuels you to go enjoy the rest of your day and enjoy God through those things. So come to church in the morning and then go out and take a walk in the park. Mm-hmm. Go ride your bike. Go grill. You do those things that continue to connect you well and there's that value there's that value of sitting under preaching whereas if you're out in nature for so long you can get derailed right nature is awesome yeah it's awesome out there it's crazy out there some of the beautiful things you see and there's a reality that because my heart doesn't fall towards holiness i need to be redirected by a teacher and re-encouraged to get in the word and be around community that's going to pursue me and make sure i'm not worshiping the tree worshiping the creation and just get that redirect and I don't know but then I, I just love the ability to be in worship and the one thing is you're on my side you know mm, the person yeah. sitting next to me is worshiping too and they've been through maybe a tough week undoubtedly that happens right but maybe they've just been like I just long to worship and after this COVID season man it's been sweet to worship with yeah. the congregation so so let me try to just summarize a little bit what we've been saying and, and fill in any gaps I leave here it's not wrong to enjoy summer and summertime activities, no. but there are ways that we can get so expectant and desire to do stuff that we disconnect our faith from all of life the way that God wants us to. So as we go into the summer season, as process the activities, hobbies, things that you enjoy, finding ways to continue to make your faith the primary thing that all that is built off of and live in the rhythms of the year. And part of that rhythm is continuing to gather together with community so that when you go out and you're on the pontoon or on the bike or on the trail or in the backyard, whatever, as you're in the rhythm of gathering in community, our our family together, it infuses those other things with the real purpose and joy that we see in, again, Colossians 3.17 or 1 Corinthians 10. Am I missing anything there? I mean, just saying many things in a different way. The thing about cycling, I enjoy it a lot, and I love to see creation there. There's a few weeks in December, and I know there are guys that are out there and they do it. 365, right? I'm not that guy. No. But, I mean, there's a reality. If I put my hope in cycling, it falls short. You know, it's a great way to get away and just relieve some steam and stuff like that, but it falls short. If you put your hope in your flower bed, um, there's a time where your flowers will die and they'll go dormant. And so that's why these things fall short. You can go fishing, but when there's a storm, you can't necessarily fish, you know? And there's placid water and then there's rough waters. 
And so everything falls short, but is a picture of a greater mm. thing to come. And Jesus will never fall short, and yeah. he'll never disappoint you. Hallelujah. Man, I get sunburns easy in the summer, and, and Jesus will never let me down, and he'll never, yeah, he'll never fall short of my expectations when when I listen to what he actually is saying about who he is. So, Veritas, we love you. Man, we hope you have an awesome summer, and we hope this even just helps you have a better summer than before because your hope is in Jesus and not um, a vacation or a weekend. Mm-hmm.